today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Yesterday, the Canadian government announced they're going to buy the Trans Mountain Pipeline for $4.5 billion to ensure that it's going to be built. This was a project started by Kinder Morgan that was entirely privately funded. Now we're buying it. What the hell happened? Uh, here's Finance Minister Bill Morneau. It's not, however, the intention of the Government of Canada to be a long-term owner of the project. Canada will work with investors to transfer the project and related assets to a new owner or owners in a way that ensures that the project's construction and operation will proceed in a manner that protects the public interest. Of course, lots uh, up in arms about this, wondering uh, why it couldn't be built privately and why the government delayed and now why we're on the hook for it all. And that led uh, bled over into the House of Commons. Uh, here's discussions between Finance Minister Bill Morneau and Conservative leader, uh, leader Andrew Scheer. Before the 2015 election, pipelines in this country were built without taxpayers' money. Yes. They were applied for, they were approved, and they were completed without a cent of taxpayers' dollars. The only thing that has changed between then and now is that we have a Liberal government. Mr. Speaker, the audacity of the member opposite to talk about not getting a pipeline to market, which is what he and his party were unable to do, when we have stepped forward and said that we are going to take the decision to put a project in the national interest forward so that we can create the economic advantage that we're seeking. All right, here is the CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, Tim McMillan. No, I don't think that this is the best situation. I think these are extraordinary circumstances, and we should work very hard to never find ourselves in this position again. That being said, uh, with the realities that we have in front of us today, um, I think that uh, ensuring that this project gets built uh, was essential, and uh, I won't second-guess the the levers that the federal government had to pull in the timeframes that they had. All right, let's bring in Dan McTagg, former Liberal MP and Consumer Affairs critic, AnalystGasBuddy.com. He is with us now. Dan, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate this. Uh, yeah, it's been a long, uh, long road. How's so your blood pressure today, man? All this uh, rhetoric back and forth. I'll, I'll ask you straight out. Uh, how did we get here? How did, as Sheer said, this is the first time this has happened where we'd have to to, to put up public money for such a, a project. How did we get here? Well, I think we're really on the point of transition uh, with respect to who uh, calls shots in the country uh, and certainly in the province. And it is uh, very clearly laid at uh, those who uh, took an active role in trying to block this pipeline uh, who are responsible for what has happened. Now, we can point fingers here and there, but the reality is that environmental groups have certainly zero-targeted Canadian oil, and uh, they are determined through significant amounts of foreign funding from Washington and from Europe to stop not other oils, but our own oil. And, of course, that has had an effect. Um, you know, uh, you had the uh, CAPP, the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, uh, Tim McMillan there. Uh, only two years ago, Tim was uh, working hard with uh, the Notley government to bring forth a tax on carbon. All of these things done to try to mollify, um, I, I don't want to use the word, but I, it's appropriate here, to appease uh, a small, determined group of people outside of Canada orchestrating uh, protests and blockages within Canada. 
you have uh, a failed policy of trying to mollify uh, those who uh, are determined to see that fossil fuels are never used again. So what should the tr- so what should Trudeau have done? Should he just ram the thing through? What should he from, have done? Yeah, here? from the get go, yeah. I think he should have simply exerted federal authority and said, "We've made the approval. Our approval is worth its weight in gold." Uh, otherwise, we send to the rest of the world that any type of rigorous process, and by the way, the NEB progress, uh, pro- process as it existed then uh, was uh, by far and away uh, the most comprehensive worldwide. And I know that you know they're going to get the odd uh, folks from the environmental side saying that isn't the case, but uh, by any objective uh, uh, standard, it was very rigorous. The company went through this, the Canadian government backed it, uh, gave its approval, added 157 conditions, and still at the end of the day couldn't seal the deal. In other words, left the company to languish. And the company basically said, look, we're not in the business of playing politics. You get your act together in Ottawa. You're either for the environmentalists or you're for us, uh, but we've got a deal here. We don't want to get involved in the politics of this. Uh, make up your mind. And the federal government, of course, rather than coming in and saying the law of the land is the following and uh, bringing in security and, and beginning the process or at least getting the ball rolling, uh, effectively didn't do that and left the company to itself. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.